listen. Friendship. Entertainment. Good morning, mister. Give me all that money in your wallet, please. I wanna live life lavish, but there's lots of fees. And is it feasible for me to own a property? Drinking milkshakes in Barbados sounds proper sweet. Cause your life's so suitable. Welcome, everyone, to Get Super with Mario. I'm Mario, and this is Get Super with me. I'm your host. I'm going to be talking about two movies this episode. I finally got to see. Uh, Onyx the Fortuitous, Talisman of Souls, and I saw the horror movie Talk to Me by A24. There's some other news and things to talk about, but first I wanted to mention things from last episode, uh, more specifically uh, 7.5. I was saying that Star Wars hasn't reached out to Natalie Portman, and that's not the correct way to say that. The company or the organization is not Star Wars, it's Lucasfilm. So what I should have said was Natalie Portman wasn't contacted by Lucasfilm. Also, I talked about my favorite soundtracks in 7.5, and I forgot forgot about mentioning uh, Attack on Titan having a great soundtrack. Um, The video game Shadow of the Colossus had a good soundtrack from uh, the the videos I've, I've watched of the boss fights and everything. And uh, Doom, the Doom reboot, obviously had a great soundtrack. That was one of the best gaming soundtracks. I love a lot of soundtracks. I have a whole playlist dedicated to cinematic uh, movie, video game, uh, anime soundtracks on my Spotify. Uh, so there's just a, too much and, or too many to, to name or cover. So that's why I tried to narrow it down to my top five. But hey, uh, tell me what your favorite soundtracks are. What's your favorite video game soundtrack? What's your favorite uh, movie soundtrack or TV show that has a good soundtrack or what have you? Send them my way. You can send them to the email cinema7podcast at gmail.com. You can send them to me on social media through the Cinema 7 social medias or my personal social media. You can um, send them to me uh, via text message if you uh, know me personally. I, I, I would listen to them most definitely. So uh, send me soundtracks. Maybe I'll add them to my Spotify playlist. Now on to the news or the K-N-O-W-S, the knowns floating around the internet, time and space. Just the random stuff I thought about or, or saw this week. The Color Purple movie is coming out this, this week, the, the remake. It's coming out soon, as I'm recording this. It's coming out soon. I wanted to play a clip of uh, Taji Henderson saying, uh, or, or speaking on her opinions on, on uh, black women's stories in cinema and, and wanting different stories or variety. So I'm going to play this clip that she did in an interview recently. And um, I think it's, uh, you know, in a way, I think she's right. But uh, more importantly, it's a, a retrospect of her career and the career of black women in Hollywood. Uh, and I think what she says is, is 
really empowering and uh, cool that she kind of takes it upon herself to be like, hey, we deserve better. It's still not magic, and I'm really getting tired of black women having the same story. It's breaking my heart. Like 20 plus in the game, it breaks my heart. It's like every time you achieve something really incredible, it's almost like the industry looks at it as a fluke. Like, ah, oh, that was like some one-time thing. So you fall back to the bottom, and you got to negotiate and fight tooth and nail to get what you made the last time when, where's my raise? I haven't haven't seen a raise in my income since Proud Mary. And almost had to walk away from Color Purple. Yes, ma'am. Who said what? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because you know what? If I don't take a stand, how am I making it easy for Fantasia and Danielle and Hallie and, and, and Felicia? What, why, why am I doing this? If it's all just for me, what the, why are you here? We are to service each other. So, you know, good on you, Taji, for speaking up and putting that out into the world for us to, to hear. And, and maybe that will start a chain reaction, hopefully. Uh, for us to be better. There is also a movie coming out called American Fiction with Jeffrey Wright. Now, Jeffrey Wright is probably most well-known for Westworld. And uh, for me personally, Hunger Games Catching Fire. He was, I mean, the guy's a fantastic actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, There's probably other movies and things that I've seen him in that I really enjoy. Uh, But those were the two, I think, that are the most... um, familiar for people probably and i was on tiktok scrolling and uh i saw fantastic frankie post uh a whole clip about this movie and if you don't know fantastic frankie uh really good content creator very um i support her stuff uh she got into it with you know king lion and and gotten and that caused the whole thing and king lion i think is personally i think he's toxic he's a toxic content creator and it was all over her perception of Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which, honestly, people should not be arguing about this online. So, you know, King Lion was... I liked him at first because he did the comic stuff, and uh, I really enjoyed him talking about comics, but then when he started to... Uh, when I noticed he was attacking other creators, I thought that was uh, really stupid and toxic. So, anyway... Uh, Fantastic Frankie talks about this movie. I'm going to play the recording from the TikTok video because I don't think I can talk about uh, what this movie is about as good as what she is going to talk about. And I I believe she saw this movie. Uh, I haven't seen this movie. And um, I think it's pretty interesting. And it sounds like something we should all eventually see. Be a lesson to white people on performative allyship. It turned out to be a read for woke culture as a whole. American fiction is coming out to all theaters next week, but I wanted to talk about it because everyone should watch it. It's about this man, Monk, who's an affluent academic from Boston that's having trouble with publishing. So in an act of defiance, he decides to submit what he feels like is the worst part of 
black literature filled with like stereotypes and things that he's been running away from his entire career and the book slaps it hits it goes off during the synopsis you would think that this movie is about how white people just eat up black trauma porn but it's actually more than that look on how black literature is received by everyone including black people but it also highlights the internal conflict with black people and certain aspects of black culture and how certain black people tend to reject or alienate black culture as they raise in the ranks in American culture. So Sterling K. Brown is in this being extra charming, extra fine, and self-destructive in a way that you just want to help him. If you aren't already in love with Tracy Ellis Ross, prepare to be because she is the heart of this film. Erica Alexander is incredible as a love interest, but also as a gauge for Monk. Next week, that movie comes out everywhere. You definitely have to see. It's by far my favorite film of the year. A well-deserved five out of five Frankie Flames. I can't wait to see this movie when it comes out. Uh, hopefully I get to it before the end of the year so I can see if it goes in my top 10 and all that. Sterling K. Brown, I mean, the picture she showed, he's looking jacked he's looking ripped he's looking pretty cut okay so i can see why she said he's looking fine but sterling k brown is a fantastic actor uh even though i find the movie the predator very disappointing he is really good in that movie and uh yeah sterling k brown top notch jeffrey wright top notch so hopefully i get to see this movie before the end of 2023 Insomniac's Wolverine game was leaked, and uh, leaked in quotations, I'm going to say, because you never know. But if you go to Reddit, or if you go to TikTok and search for the footage, the footage is of Wolverine and some... Wolverine has this uh, graphical detail around him, at least from the footage that I saw. He was looking pretty good. Uh, the graphics looked pretty neat. It It showed it on a digital map with no extensive rendering though from what the video footage that I saw but then later after I decided to write this down and I was going to talk about it I did see uh footage or or uh test gameplay of it in a forest setting but the the everything that I saw looked like the character movement was being tested in this great concept mapping with blocks the enemies he could do moves on had some detail as well it looked a lot like a hack and slash uh, style game mixed with Batman Arkham series or their new uh, Spider-Man series. There isn't much detail about it being like mission based or open world, but the fighting and the climbing mechanics look pretty good. Speaking of Marvel, Jonathan Majors was found guilty of harassment and assault. Uh, I don't know the exact... Uh, verdicts and stuff and what they all mean I, I did look up a video so i will play that and it explains what the charges are and and what they mean and represent and everything uh but within two hours of the verdict marvel officially fired jonathan majors uh, i don't know exactly all the details uh, i know his text messages were messages were supposedly uh not cool they, they didn't make him look good so, you know, I can only imagine uh, how many normal divorce trials would look to the public. But uh, that's what happens when you're a celebrity. You know, you, you are in the public eye and shit will hurt. Another point I could make 
you started date, dating uh, Megan Good not too long after this incident, uh, and then you bring your current girlfriend to the trial you're in with your ex-girlfriend. That's just weird to me. But Jonathan Majors, I don't know if you overhear this, but I hope you heal. I hope you recognize your faults and come to terms with your toxicity. I don't know the details of your trial and what the fairness of it was, but you're a good actor. You seemed nice, but you need to be nice, not just act nice. And, you know, I talked about the Matt Reif stuff on my TikTok feed. You know, I made a joke about it a couple episodes ago, you know, about my algorithm. Matt Reif is a piece of shit. And I think this also goes to show you only men make men look bad. So the next clip I'm going to play is uh, a CNN uh, news report or breaking news on the matter or on the whole verdict with Jonathan Majors. And the CNN reporter explains the uh, charges and, and, and things like that. And I, I thought maybe as a collective, we should all know and understand what they are and what they mean. Action. Yeah, I'm actually kind of scratching my head just because I'm looking at the different charges. And, and let me break it down and explain. There are two different assaults here. One is intentional assault and one is reckless assault. Uh, based on the number order that they're telling us, my guess, and, and please someone correct me if I'm wrong, is they're acquitting him of intentional assault, but finding him guilty of reckless assault, meaning that he just did something he should have known um, better and it, it caused the injury of Grace Jabari. Then he's found not guilty of aggravated assault, which is to alarm, annoy, harass, or threaten someone and subject them to physical violence. Uh, but he's not guilty of that, but he is guilty of alarming and annoying uh, Grace Jabari. To me, this sounds like a, we call it a King Solomon decision. It's like they literally just split the baby and said half and half. But some of the convictions and some of the acquittals don't really make sense when you put them all together. Well, Brian, let, let, me, let me try to make a little sense. I wonder, I don't know the exact fact pattern since I wasn't in the courtroom, but couldn't you say that in, in the fury of what is a domestic dispute, he was reckless in his handling, in his, uh, his physical handling of, uh, of uh, Jabari, and that was, uh, that was the reckless assault, and the harassment is he lost his temper rather than consciously went after, went after her. Does that make sense? No, because it would make sense for the reckless and then the aggravated harassment, because the aggravated harassment is harassing someone through physical violence. So why find him guilty of assaulting recklessly, but not guilty of harassing someone through physical force? That's, that's the part that I'm thinking someone just kind of said, you know what, right. we'll find him guilty for two, but not guilty for these two. But it, it, it could work. It, the, someone's got to talk to the jury, I guess. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. But like I said, only men make men look bad. And, and continuing the speak of Marvel, uh, Marvel Comics, um, I was never a fan of the, the Star Wars Marvel Comics, the ones that came out uh, with Force Awakens and, and so on and so forth following that. Uh, but I did see a creator on TikTok named Starship Stevie who talks a lot about Dr. Aphra and, and that comic book. And it kind of made me want to start reading it. So I appreciate you, Starship Stevie. And if you haven't yet, check out Little Katie TV on TikTok and Instagram. Reviews movies, uh, fantastic reviewer. And, um, you know, obviously she shares a lot of different opinions than me, but I think that's okay. Uh, like I said here on the podcast, uh, if we have the same or different opinions, this is a safe place 
to uh, be okay with that. Continuing forward, changing subjects. Do you guys remember screen looking or screen peeking? Because I do. That was a big thing uh, when you're with your friends or when you're with your friend, uh, when you're with your brother or sibling, and you guys are playing a game that has couch co-op, ex- exclusively shooters, uh, or anything that had split screen. If you were looking at the other person's screen, or if you were doing really well, and maybe you weren't looking at the other person's screen, you were still going to be called out for screen looking, or screen peeking, whatever you want to call it. I called it screen looking. So yeah, screen looking was a big deal back in the day when there was no online. I was uh, thinking about all the different games I've played throughout the years, and I was thinking about how I met my friends playing Halo at someone's house, and I think we accused each other of screen looking a few times and I know me and my brother have done it to each other. But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, just made me think of the good old days of screen looking. The sound of music was on TV the other day and, and it made me think because some of the, uh, singing scenes seemed pretty familiar to some of the musical scenes in uh, Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes just had the same vibe to me. Uh, the sound of music. The sound of music made me think of the ballad of songbirds and snakes for some reason. Then I was thinking about Shakespeare and tragedies, and the ballad of songbirds and snakes. The plot overall reminds me of a uh, modern day Romeo and Juliet. Zootopia title change? Not exactly. Nope. If you're thinking of the same thing or saw the same TikTok video that I saw. Uh, it looked like people were trying to say that uh, Zootopia changed its uh, title. It actually didn't. It was just retitled for international releases. So on Disney Plus, I'm sure if you're in a uh, different country, if you, if you uh, Disney Plus maybe locked to a different region, it might come in uh, that different title. So in United Kingdom and other European, Middle Eastern, or North African countries, uh, it was called Zootropolis, and it was a reference to the concept of a butropolis rather than that of a utopia. So, because at first I saw the video and I was like, wait a second, did they change the name of Zootopia? Nope, they didn't. So in U.S. it's still Zootopia. John Kenoki's favorite movie of all time, I might add. Uh, more random thoughts and, and things that I wanted to share because I can. It's my podcast. I was watching the prequel or the Star Wars marathon in general. This was a Star Wars marathon. It was on FX the other day. And as I'm sitting there watching the prequels, I mean, I've said this before, but it just every time I see them and watch them, I, I get overly excited and I just want to talk about it. And uh, yeah, the, the, the prequels. The Star Wars prequels are the most rewatchable Star Wars to me, exclusively Episode 2. Episode 2, I can rewatch anytime. And speaking of Star Wars, the closer we get to the release of Rebel Moon, the more excited I get for it. I love the fact that Zack Snyder pitched this idea to Lucasfilm for a Star Wars movie, and they turned it down, and Zack Snyder said, well, I'm going to make it anyway. Now, knowing it's a Zack Snyder movie, though, means it will probably disappoint me. Now, I liked The Watchmen. The first 300 was fun when I first saw it. I never wanted to watch it again. But when I first saw it, it was good. Uh, His Dawn of the Dead remake was pretty good. 
and I really, really, really liked Army of the Dead. It was on my top ten list uh, last year or the year before. But I'm not really a Zack Snyder fan. I felt like he fumbled the bag with DC, especially Superman, and that was a big no-no for me, Man of Steel. Uh, But I am excited for this. I'm just worried. And uh, part one of the uh, Child of Fire drops soon. And uh, if it's successful or good, in the eyes of many, maybe Lucasfilm will see this and and start to take more bold chances on uh, well-thought-out Star Wars stories. We can only hope. And speaking of the stars, I recently have been re-watching the Orville, and another thing that I find highly rewatchable is the Orville. It's, it's just one of my all-time favorite TV shows or series, and um, I love re-watching it. On the subject of TV shows, I will always recommend this one show just to throw it in here, is Sirens. To me, it's such a good show. It deserved way more seasons than it got. So if you haven't watched it yet, go find uh, Sirens. Last time I watched it, it was on Hulu. Sometimes I'll rewatch the first and second season, but highly recommended by me. I'm not done with the stars yet because I also uh, watched the documentary A Disturbance in the Force. It is about the making of the Star Wars Holiday Special and how it possibly came to be. Uh, This felt a lot like the Movies That Made Us or the Toys That Made Us documentary series on um, Netflix, but obviously it was uh, a a full-length feature documentary. I really liked this documentary. It was pretty good. Uh, There was no narrator, though, so like with the movies that made us or the toys that made us, uh, there's a narrator in those shows. This one, you know, there was no narrator. It was kind of just the uh, all the guests and different people talking about the holiday special were the ones kind of narrating the uh, story. But uh, if you like how things are made uh, style documentaries, especially like documentaries on, on films or filmographies or whatever they're called, uh, and if you're a big Star Wars fan, I think you'll like this documentary, uh, uh, Disturbance in the Force, it's called. And I finally got to see Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. It kind of gave me Beetlejuice vibes, Toxic Avenger vibes, a little bit of Killer Clowns from Outer Space with the special effects, or Army of Doc- Darkness. Uh, maybe you could just say all rolled up into one. Uh, if you have Screenbox, if you're big into horror stuff or sci-fi stuff, go check out Screenbox. It's on there. Uh, you can also rent it or buy it through Amazon. That's where I saw it. I saw it through Amazon. For an independent movie, it, it's uh, really well made. It was crowdfunded. Uh, if you don't know who Onyx the Fortuitous is, he's the, he's the uh, YouTuber or the guy on YouTube. He... he uh, did the fake news interview outside of a satanic church. Uh, he was the guy that did the Arby's interviews. Really funny stuff. Like I said, the special effects are, are really good, I think. Olivia Terror Dudley from The Magicians is in this. Apparently her and Andrew Bowser are friends. That's pretty cool. Andrew Bowser is the writer and the director, the one who got it uh, crowdfunded so that he can make this movie. 
yeah, I think we should support more movies like this. People just wanting to make films of their own and, and, uh, and it's done really well, I guess is something I could add to it. I don't know. I just really enjoyed, uh, watching this. It was, it was a fun, uh, experience. I really don't know what else to say. You know, I don't want to review it like a critic or like a Rotten Tomatoes critic. You know, I, I, I wanted to see it because it looked fun. I liked that style of, of movies, like, you know, uh, uh, a B-movie version of The Thing or Evil Dead, uh, Army of Darkness, you know, those type movies. Um, I guess B-movie version of The Thing doesn't really sound right. It, it, I guess it, when it has those type of special effects, uh, it, it seems very interesting to me, especially when it's done really well. And like I said, the special effects in this are practical and done very well. Yeah, I don't know. It was just fun. It was it, there. Are, it's funny if you like comedies. If you're nerdy, um, if you liked his uh, YouTube videos, those sketches of him doing fake interviews, I think you'll really enjoy his type of humor, and you'll enjoy uh, this movie. You know, it's it's uh, it's pure. It even though it can be raunchy at times and and make fun of you know people living with their mom still or or things like that, it's still pure, and you feel for the character and. Yeah, it was just a really good viewing experience for me. I also saw the movie Talk to Me, A24. It's a horror movie. Uh, this was real popular this year. Uh, it came out in July. I remember seeing the trailer and, and not really being overly excited for this movie or, or really caring to see it because um, A24 sometimes can w- deceive you with its trailers. I don't think it deceived us here. This movie is only 95 minutes long. I know it is is very popular, especially among the Gen Z moviegoers. Uh, this movie was okay to me. It wasn't, like, maybe a little overrated. Uh, I, I don't think it was as good as what everyone was saying. I saw a top 10 scariest movies of all time, and this was part of that list, and... I don't think it should be on that list. This movie's not really scary. It is anxiety-inducing. I'll tell you that. I had anxiety at some parts. Um, But I don't think it's scary. There's, like, one scene that I could say is very eerie, and and, um, uh, that part maybe I can see as being very scary, especially in the dark or in the movie theater. Uh, You could be freaked out a little bit. Um, Other than that, I don't think it's... It should be on a top 10 most scariest movies list. I can see a lot of the appeal behind this movie is the ending. The ending is very uh, shocking and, and, you know, it it, uh, is very revealing of the entities and what and what happens when someone is wanting to sit down and talk with an entity. I mean, it kind of made her come full circle with wanting to do this in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can see the appeal with Gen Z goers, moviegoers, you know, the, the party life uh, of high school kids or kids just right out of high school wanting to try something scary, you know, like Ouija board or uh, something like this where you uh, light a candle and when you grab this hand, uh, you're 
instantly connected to a spirit or something worse. And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, you know, the acting is good. And I, I, I feel like the Academy Awards doesn't give enough credit to people acting in horror movies because they really are the most convincing in, in any movie. You know, horror movie actors or, or people in horror movies, I think, deserve more nominations at the Academy Awards. And I think everyone in this movie, especially the main actress, uh, I forget her name already. It's Sophie, uh, I think is the first name of the actress. She did extremely well playing someone going through trauma and uh, trying to find ways to um, escape her own sadness and be around people that she cares about. And yeah, I mean, she's she's a really good character in this. I just don't think it's as good as what people were saying. Um, the ending, like I said, is the big shock reveal type of thing. And other than that, I mean, it was, as a horror fan, it's a good watch. You know, the same with Barbarian. I thought Barbarian was a little overrated. Uh, Barbarian was good, but it, it uh, I don't know. I wasn't like super scared or I didn't think Barbarian was the most amazing thing. Maybe I just have a really high standard for horror movies, I guess. I don't know. They have to live up to a certain expectation for me, maybe. Well, anyway, uh, I don't, I'm not going to grade this movie, but it's probably not going to be in my top 10 or my honorable mentions for 2023. Um, it's not a letdown. I won't say that. Uh, movies actually have to have a really high expectation to let me down. And I guess I kind of forced myself to watch this just because uh, of how popular this movie became this year. Really, in my opinion, the the best horror movie or what is it like, uh, what's another terminal term for this movie? Because I, I, I don't think Evil Dead Rise was really horror. Maybe it, maybe it counts as horror. That's more of like a, a gore. Maybe we should come up with like a, a term for horror movies that are mostly just like gory. Uh, but Evil, Evil Dead Rise was probably, in the theme of horror, the best to come out this year, in my opinion. Continuing with uh, A24 talk, uh, the, I saw the trailer for the A24 movie Civil War. Now, this looks scary real. Uh, to what is happening in real life right now. Now, I love the idea of playing off of what could happen or what is happening in current society, uh, especially in, in the realm of science fiction. I think this is something I'm going to go see, uh, something I'll be excited about seeing. It's my kind of metaphor storytelling that I like. You know, show us what could be. Show us how sh- uh, show us how shitty society can be and people are. Flip the script as well. That that way people learn a lesson. It, it's scary to think about this stuff, and I recognize the seriousness of the concept of this movie because it's not just about what we face in our country between Democrats and Republicans and and what Trump was doing dividing the nation but also what's going on with Israel and Palestine. Because 
Israel right now is committing massive level of genocide with Palestine and bombing them and bombing, uh, I think they bombed Jordan or, or another country close to it that houses uh, a lot of Palestinians. And I think this movie is going to be scary realistic to things happening in our real life. And I guess it's weird for me to be excited about seeing something like this, but I like the idea of using art to show people uh, what not to be like or maybe show us how the actions, you know, our consequences and, and, and shit like that. I'm getting tongue-tied too much, so I don't want to stay on it and try to find the right words, but I think you understand what I'm talking about. So A24 Civil War, I'm going to see it. Hopefully it doesn't freak people out to where people are just getting more paranoid. And to end that on a more humane note, I will say Free Palestine. Max will also be the exclusive streaming home for A24 movies. Uh, Good, because Max needed more movies and better content. That is not HGTV type stuff or TLC channel, you know, type of stuff. So, cool. More movies and things to explore on Max. I've been doing a lot of TikTok surfing lately, and as you can tell from this episode, I brought up a lot of uh, things and, and people that I've been watching on TikTok, and I've shared a lot of TikTok video audio clips, uh, things that were said better than anything I could explain, or things that I think needed to be heard, you know, I shared in this episode. But one thing I want to talk about is Neil Talk. And if you've seen the videos, you know what I'm talking about. It's Neil the Seal. He, uh, I believe it's an Australian town. Maybe it's New Zealand. Uh, I get those mixed up and I apologize to anybody who's Australian or from New Zealand. But uh, Neil the Seal comes and he, he uh, I guess for I don't know how long, terrorizes this town by laying in the middle of the street, falling asleep, stopping traffic, sleeping on people's porches, uh, chasing people who, you know, want him to move, uh, causing chaos, uh, sleeping in front of people's cars so they can't go to work. Um, Neil the Seal, you know, uh, I can't wait to explore more Neil talk and I hope more Neil the Seal content comes out. And don't hurt Neil the Seal. If you hurt Neil the Seal, there will be an uprising greater than you could ever imagine. You know, there's a lot of news and and entertainment going around. I'll let you guys look all that up. Uh, There's just too much sometimes to pick what to cover or go over and research, Uh, especially when you work a full-time job and you got other things going on, especially around this time and Christmas. So uh, there there was a lot I possibly wanted to talk about that I didn't get to. Um, I apologize to myself. Uh, for you know not bringing it up because it's probably going to bother me and then I'll make an episode like 8.5 to talk about all the stuff I forgot to talk about this episode because my ADHD or autism or whatever it is uh, is like dang I should have said that and then I fixate on it and I got to mention it in some other way or form Um, so yeah uh, there's a lot you can research and look up yourself. There's a lot going around. 
especially with this Jonathan Major stuff. Aquaman's coming out. I'm getting pretty excited for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Iron Claw's coming out. Those are two movies I am making a priority to see uh, before the end of the year. I kind of want to rate all the DC movies that came out this year because I liked all the DC movies that came out this year. Now, not all of them are going to make my list. Some of them are not even on the list. But uh, I did enjoy the DC movies that came out. I understand people said they were bad. Uh, They weren't very well liked critically. But personally, I enjoyed the DC movies that came out this year. Hmm, what else can I tell you guys? Oh, I uh, got high last night. And I wanted to... First of all, I apologize to any family member listening to this. Yes, I got high. Uh, Social interaction at work all day, uh, all week. The last three weeks, you know, starting this new job, I've been stressed out. I've been over uh, socialized. Like I, I, I was, I needed something to calm down. You know, I I needed something to let me. just rest. And so I got high. And um, yeah, I was going to do a podcast high. I was going to do this podcast high. Uh, When I sat down and turned the computer on and got everything ready, I was like, wow, I should not do this podcast high. There was no way I was going to be able to comprehend a lot of thoughts or uh, read a lot of the things that I wrote down. So I laid down and went to sleep. Pretty much it. I, I was way too high to do a podcast, let me tell you. Um, and you might be wondering, how did you get high? Well, I'm not going to tell you that, but I, when I did delivery the past two years, uh, people would gift me with things as tips. And shout out to TJ, because if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't have gotten some of this stuff um, from the tips that we got. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was both of us. I, I am very personable, so maybe I got this stuff from just talking to people. But the, anyway, these tips, okay? And I got these tips instead of money sometimes. And, you know, I I got high. And, yeah, I just thought it was funny because I was going to record high. And just as like a social experiment to see what it would be like to do a podcast high. And there was no way I was going to be able to get through it. And I just went to sleep instead. There was a quote I saw, though, to change subjects that I really liked. And it goes, I don't have an attitude. I'm just overstimulated. And I think that's perfect for someone like me who has high anxiety. And I thought it was funny because it describes me sometimes. I don't have an attitude. I'm just overstimulated. There, besides the two movies I'm going to go see uh, in theaters... There are some movies I'm going to rent by the end of the year and watch. I'm trying to get all this in while also traveling for Christmas. I actually get to travel and see family this Christmas. I'm going to visit uh, my Uncle Matt and my Aunt Dawn and my cousins Luke and Annabelle because I don't think uh, people are going to go to them for Christmas. So I wanted to spend Christmas Eve with them at least. And then on Christmas Day, I'm going up to Connecticut and spending that with my Aunt Alice because uh, she's been alone for over a year now. My uh, grandmother, you guys know, passed away last year, and uh, she used to live with my aunt, so I'm going up there to spend Christmas with her so she's not alone. 
and it's going to be quite the trip because I'm leaving the 23rd, spending the night with my uncle Matt uh, at his house. I'm uh, then, <laughs> um, you know, going to spend Christmas Eve with them that night, leave, go to my aunt's, and then, you know, spend the night and then uh, spend all of Christmas with her and then leave the next day and come back here, which is going to be a 10 hour drive. So that's going to be fun, but, uh, I feel like I have to do it and spend it with people who, um, I love and care about and who, uh, probably won't because my family usually gets together at my other aunt and uncle's house for Christmas. And, you know, my brother and his family goes there and, uh, all the cousins, all my other cousins usually go there and usually my uncle Matt and his family will go there. But due to the circumstance that my aunt Dawn is, um, you know, she has cancer and she can't really leave the, leave the home. And, uh, my uncle and cousins are taking care of her. And it seems like nobody from the family is taking time to go visit them often. I want to, you know, be there with them at least for Christmas Eve. So and I'm going to try to get this really episode out. Celebrate Christmas all that much. Like I celebrate the idea of Christmas, like giving gifts and being around people you care about. Like I love the idea of that. Like being able to have time off and spend it with the people you love, and being able to gift people things. Like I, I'm a big gift giver, so I, I like the idea of Christmas. I don't really celebrate Christmas, and I don't really like a lot of Christmas movies. Like, I'll watch them um, with family and stuff and friends, which uh, upcoming episode. I am going to record the uh, Get Super with Brandon, Laura, Matt, me, and Steven for the Christmas special where we watched all, we all picked a Christmas movie, we watched it, and we're going to talk about them and just talk about other things. You know, maybe we'll talk about board games, who knows? Uh, That's still coming up. Maybe I can get that done as well before I leave. If not, uh, we'll see, because tomorrow, with the Cinema 7 uh, alumni, Chris Hawk and John Kenoki and my other friends, we're doing a Secret Santa potluck thing, so we'll see how it goes. I got a busy, busy week this week, because also for work, I got to make, they want me to do some graphic design stuff for work, so I'm trying to um, get it all taken care of. It's a busy week. Usually, I'm not really big into holidays. I'm not big into... Uh, Christmas movies and things like that. I, I just like the idea idea of being around loved ones, people I care about. And uh, let me see. There's only like a few Christmas movies I really, really enjoy. And uh, I'll tell you, one of them is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. That's a definite. Probably, uh, is it Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the one with the uh, Island of Misfit Toys? Like, I like that. And uh, I can watch The Grinch. Uh both the live action and cartoon. I can I can watch those. But I want to end the podcast on something that I uh think really uh means a lot to me uh especially what I, what I've been going through with growing and changing and stuff and it's not too revealing like I talked about last episode there was things I I don't want to talk about anymore or or how I I'm going to slow down on the mental health stuff and and being very open and vulnerable with you. But I will say this, sometimes when you're growing and changing, you have to constantly remind yourself because sometimes you will slip into the same patterns you are getting away with or used to getting away with. And that speaks volumes because you have to stay vigilant and you have to really 
work on yourself and you're always working on yourself every day for the rest of your life. You're always growing and changing. And I hope all of you are becoming better versions of yourself and uh, just being more kind to others and, and ver- being very accepting. And uh, yeah, so that's how I'm going to end this podcast. Uh, get super, stay super. I love everybody. Thank you for listening. I'll see you guys uh, next week on episode nine after my busy week. Large in my booty fat. Pump it up, turn the stereo loud. This the deep down, the underground sound. Young JV and Bray with the message. Listen up, you're the survivor of the freshest. All night. All I need is a beat and a mic. I always keep it funny with the money. I like my chicken.